Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Rakari Austin, and I'm one of the hosts of GCX 2022. That's right. We're already talking about next year. Now, we want you to join us at Rosen Shingle Creek in Orlando, Florida, as we come together for another unforgettable GCX. Tickets are going fast, and look, we want to see you, so visit gcxevent.com slash tickets to book now. As the seasons change, so do our selections. The seasonal selections from King's Coast Coffee Company are custom roast sourced and selected to pair with the changing of the seasons. We take the time to source and pair up coffees that reflect the current season and are roasted to highlight tasting notes that pair with the season on hand. Here for a while, then making way into the next, this is a great roast to try on its own or make any coffee subscriber happy. Hey guys, welcome into episode 24 of Coffee and Chill. I'm your host, No Sleeves, joined by my co-host as always, Kesso. Today's episode, we are going to discuss the new Hockey Ultimate Team event, give our rankings. We're also going to touch on GWC as it does start. The Open Qualifiers do start this Wednesday. We'll go over that. We'll talk about some custom skating, Kesso. But as always, we are going to start with our lives because that is the real reason we do this podcast so that we can get people to just listen to what we're (laughs) doing on a day-to-day basis so tell me what did you do this weekend my man dude um so actually just in general um something i told you a few weeks ago and then uh, i shared with the community this week i'm having oh excuse me i'm having a baby in september my wife and i expecting our first um yes sir yeah dude it's exciting to talk about uh we found out a couple months ago and then started telling people now so uh my life will change uh, quite a bit right before NHL 23 comes out. I'm pumped, man! I'm super excited for you. Yes, yeah. I. Uh, you were you did you did let me know a little while ago. I'm excited for you, happy about it, and uh, you're gonna be a phenomenal dad. What a, I gotta say though, I mean, you've just got a collection of stuff going on in that house because now you're gonna have a baby. Uh, yeah. You also have Bella, and then you got a pig. You got Henry. So there's just a lot going on there. Dude, there's a ton going on. It's kind of fun, though. Like, at any point, (laughs) you know, yeah, in our day-to-day, there's always just, like, busyness in the house, um, and it feels like the emptiness in life, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's never a quiet moment. Let me ask you this. How's, how old is Bella now? And, and is she uh, entering like an annoying stage yet or what? Dude, she's gotten better like every day that we've had her. Um, she was born in September, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. So she's what, like five or six months old. Um, okay. She's like potty trained outside. Uh, every now and then inside if we can't like get her outside, you know, if like uh, we're doing something. But she's really good with that. We put her in the crate at night. Uh, she goes right in. She doesn't cry. She barks at like 7.30 a.m. to wake us up. Um, but she's been really good. She's mellowed out a ton. Um, she kind of stopped the biting mostly, uh, just a little bit. But she's a really good dog. So I think uh, whenever the baby gets here, both will be born in September. Bella will go. be a year old. You know, she'll be like a dog. She won't be yep. a puppy anymore. So, um, and dude, she did something so impressive last night. Um, 
So my brother-in-law came over and we were all, my wife, me, Bella were sitting on the chair. Uh, Henry was sitting right next to the chair. So we're all there as a family watching TV on a Saturday night at like 8 p.m. because we're boring. And then brother-in-law knocks on the door. Literally the first knock, Bella got up and started barking like somebody was breaking into the house. And we're like, okay, there's our guard, guard dog. You know, we're good. We're good. We have somebody to protect the baby uh, in six months, you know? Some people get, like, annoyed at that. Like, dude, like, yeah, if someone knocks on my door, someone wakes up the neighborhood. And, like, I'm completely okay with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one one is breaking into my house. Because especially if she's in her crate and you can just, someone comes into my house and you can hear her, like, there's no one, no one's going to come into my house. So it is nice to have a guard dog. Yeah. I think it's something you need, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, What else did you do this weekend, bro? Dude, we did nothing, man. I was off Friday. Uh, we had like employee appreciation. I don't know if it was like National Employee Appreciation Day or something, but we had off on Friday. So I streamed Hot Champs for uh, six hours on Friday. Longest um, stream ever, right? Longest stream I've ever had. Um, mixed in some drinks with it. I don't know how CJ Cam Lance does it all the time, you know? Because like as <sighs> I was, the more I kept drinking, and I didn't even drink that much. I had like three or four beers. The more I kept drinking, the more I kept losing. And uh, the game at that point is just not fun. You know, you're losing every game. Uh, you realize everything you hate about the game um, is just embellished a little bit more. So after that, I kind of took off, uh, took a little break from NHL for a couple of days. That's good, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know how Cammy does that because he just he powers through the, the pink Whitney and just blows yeah. through hot champs. Yeah, dude. But we've been um. It? Outside of NHL, though, we've been uh, enjoying the. Have you ever tried like HelloFresh? Oh, excuse me. I like have not. I have. I have not. But uh, so I mean, I'll talk. We'll guess we'll talk about this in a second. But it's something yeah. that I've looked into. Yeah, have we, we like the. Uh, we have, dude, because it's like. Uh, I'm, are you guys getting hit by inflation like crazy up there too? Dude, so like, yeah, like we. I think I don't know if it's worse in the states, but because our stuff is already more expensive than you guys. Yeah. Our dollar obviously is worth less, right? So mm-hmm. our stuff costs so like a video game costs eighty for you guys, costs a hundred for us, for example. Yeah. Um, there's certain other things. That's a bad. I mean, that's just a blanket example. But like gas hit two dollars a liter, which is six dollars a gallon. And I lived in the states, and I don't think I've ever seen it anywhere close to that. And uh, obviously, what's going on, uh, you know, in Europe and whatnot, in Russia. Uh, in the Ukraine, that's severely impacting, you know, gas. And it's funny because once I think it's probably it's got to be the most impactful thing that can change everything in the world in terms of cost, because yeah. gas goes up, then any sort of transportation and, and import and export goes through the roof. So right? they got to, up, uh, you know, upcharge their things to make what they were making before. Exactly. Yeah. So all of our food, anything costs quite a bit more um you know in terms of just like groceries and things like that um definitely i don't know what's going to happen here because um again we're this is a lot older version of the or part of the podcast but um talk about home ownership in southern ontario being one of the worst places in north america i mean i talk to you pretty regularly about it yeah and um i don't know i like so right now people that are making you know a combined hundred and twenty thousand dollars as a household like if you know a couple owns a home 120 grand they're getting mortgages for like 600k so if you have the bare minimum down on that that's like 2500 a month just in your mortgage Mm -hmm. if you have to now pay you know go from paying 200 every couple weeks for gas to 400 for gas and then everything you buy is more expensive like 
at a certain point, something's got to happen. But yeah, inflation is just, uh, it's absolutely wild. Yeah, dude, it's been crazy because it's like, uh, I don't drive really. Like I have a car, um, but working from home, um, I fill up my tank maybe like once a month. But with like my wife's car, it's like a 20, 21 gallon tank. Uh, She has like a 20, 21 blazer. And it's like 80 to 90 to fill up every time. So it's like 360 a month just added up there. But uh, on like the grocery thing, we were going to the store spending like 100, 150 a week. And we felt like we weren't even get. Yeah, it's like normal, right? But like we weren't even getting anything. We were making stuff. And then it's also like the trip there. I I don't know. So we we started doing HelloFresh again, get the delivery to our house. Um, And it's only like 70 or $80 for like four meals for the week, which isn't that bad. Because if you go out and eat at like the crappiest places, you're spending like 30. So we started doing that a few weeks ago. Um, I've been enjoying it. You know, me and the wife are in the kitchen together cooking. I'm trying to follow the directions and I'm like messing it up. But uh, it's also good like husband wife time I found too. Um, Just like cooking together, you know. Yeah, I haven't which thought is about lame, that. I guess. No, no, one hundred percent. I do. Me and Skylar are very opposite people, yeah. which is odd. I feel like a lot of people think that, like you know, to have like sexual relationship, well, now you got to be, you know, you got to have a lot in common. Uh, we are so opposite, but like we are very independent, so we don't mm. need to like you know. It, I mean, I, I, this is weird. I don't know if you ever dated someone who is like, if you want to go play games or watch a movie or something, like they need to be entertained so you can go and do that. Dude, it was the most, the the person I was dating before Skyla was like that. And it was the most exhausting part of my life. But yeah, yeah so like if she, she just reads at night and I'll just be like, I'll be chilling, playing like a game or, or watching hockey or something. So, um, but yeah, man, like I, I've, I've wanted to try HelloFresh, but yeah, I've, I've always been so, so what you just said there, I can't get past four meals, 70 bucks. Yeah, so it's like that that definitely does add up, right? Because if you're yeah. like somebody that's cheap, I'm not saying you're cheap, but you can go buy like a loaf of bread and make peanut butter and jelly or something. It's more of like the uh the time savings for me. Like I don't have to go to the store buy the groceries. Um and it's learning how to cook different things. I feel like I should be sponsored by them cuz I'm like trying to sell hello fresh. There's like a billion of those, right? Um but it's kind of fun. You know, I don't know if we'd continue this forever. But it's still like we were going out to eat a lot, like if we didn't like what we had in the grocery or in the uh, refrigerator. Um, so this it's like, OK, we, we paid 80 bucks for this. We might as well make it learning how to make different things. Uh, I made enchiladas tonight. They were pretty good. Um, I don't know. That's just what's been let, going on. Let, let, let me let me ask you this, though. It's not something like because I would love that, but I would love it to be like every meal. It's not something you could use like where it's like multiple times a day. You there's like add-ons you can get, um, but it's just got super expensive. It has right? to be so expensive, and like, and the thing that sucks is you still have to cook it, right? So that's like still thirty to forty. I minutes guess that's cooking. true. Yeah. Um, there was this company in Pittsburgh. I don't know what they're called, but they did actual like um, cooked meal deliveries, um, and then I think they were just like refri- uh, refrigerated, where you just had to heat them up, um, and that was like a local thing. So I'm assuming there's probably one of those in like Niagara Um, because we were thinking about that, too, instead of like, I don't know how much lazier you can get than like not going to the store. But like it's still if it was still like finished. But I don't want to do like the frozen like TV dinners either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like I'm not like a divorced, like 45 year old dad eating a hungry man's in an apartment, you know, dude. So. I mean, it's a good segue, though, because I've been talking about this over the last little while, especially on stream that I've been something's not right with me health wise. So I went to the doctor, got my blood tested. Uh, I tested high for something in my liver. Then I went and got a test for my liver, and it came back that I had, I, I, I don't know I, the, the medical term, I don't know, but you, I went, you could actually log into Life Labs, and it'll show you the test. And then, like, I, I couldn't understand it, but, like, it says 
ranges that you want and then like high or low or whatever. And this one particular thing I was tested for was really high. So my doctor called me and was like, you're, I'm basically developing something called fatty liver disease where my eating habits been really bad over the last like couple months. I haven't wanted to go to the gym at all. I've been, the way I describe it to my friends and my wife is like my gas tank can get to like 40%. Mm-hmm. So like I wake up in the morning, I'm tired, sluggish, I have a coffee and then like the first like three or four hours of my day, it's normal and I can like bang out videos, I'm creative and then and even we're half, halfway through my streams, it's done. Like I'm having to like slam back a coffee or, or you know, an energy drink or G Fuel or whatever just to try and give me a little bit of a bump to get through like the next couple hours and it's just been exhausting. So that's why. Um, so I have to significantly change my eating habits. Uh, which is okay. Um, I, I did that once in my life. For anyone that doesn't know, I've been following me. When I started streaming, I was the worst weight I'd ever been. I was like 216. I got all the way down right before my wedding about 16 months later to like 149. I was under 10% body fat. And over the last like three years, I put it all back on essentially. Yeah. So I know at least I've done it before because if I hadn't done it before, then uh, I'm very confident that I can just go and lose it, you know? Yeah. But this for is sure. a force to make me go and do it because now this is like something that like, okay, I need to focus. So it is what it yeah. is. I'll be all right. But uh, yeah, so like I can't, you know, I, uh, one of the most fun things or I haven't seen my friends in a while and something that we've done. Actually, this is kind of interesting. I wonder if you guys have done because you have a you have a very tight knit group of friends as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you ever played Risk Legacy? I haven't. Dude, I don't even know how to play Risk. I've never played Risk before. Oh, um, Wait, yeah. what? Dude, you're I've so... Never, I know, right? It's, it's surprising because, like, we have board games. We like weird board games, but we've never played Risk. I Man, that's stunning I, to me because you... I, I know. You strike me as someone who would really like Risk. Like, you'd I be good at would. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but... So, me and my buddies have done it before. If anyone doesn't know what Risk Legacy is, it's a Risk board, um, and, but it's 15 games. So, you can only play 15 games. And stuff that happens in each game impacts future games so we started a new board we've done we've done two um i've never won i've been with four of my other friends uh same group and we started again last night and uh i won the first game and i got to name a capital and like it's a little sticker and you put it on wherever you want i picked australia because that's the smartest for anyone that likes risk so i'm the only one that can start there for the rest of the 15 games in that one specific territory Mm-hmm. So like, and then as you go on, once everyone has won a game, you, there's like these secret little envelopes in the box, and it's like open when everyone has won one game. You rip that open, like new factions come in that you can choose, and it's it's wild for anyone that has a, a group of friends that can actively get together. Risk Legacy is 100 percent the most fun. But anyways, I don't really see my friends very often anymore. It's just what happens when you get older. They all have kids. My my our last person in our group just had um his daughter who's now like a couple months old and i'm the only one without a kid now and uh so it's very difficult to get together all the time and so those are the only times i really drink i don't drink on my own really i mean skyla's not a very big drinker so i'm just a very casual drinker now and even that i can't really do so last night my buddy he finally gets a night away and he's slamming him back right because he finally gets a night out of the house and i was i understood i was sitting there i had two drinks that was it because i know i'm not really supposed i can't really have anything to drink which kind of sucks for my upcoming vacation but you know i'm gonna read a couple books sit on the beach dude i love rum and coke. Do, do you like reading on vacation because that's my favorite time to read like I've, i always bring like two books with me i haven't been on a vacation yeah that wasn't work since like before i became interested in in you know reading a lot so i bought uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck 
Uh, oh, I, bought I, that. I, I, I read that one. I read that. Yeah, one. I'm excited to read it. It came in the mail. So I'm going to read that on the beach and I might grab something else, too. But uh, no, it, it'll be fun. But um, yeah, man. So that's all that's going on right now. Let's uh, let's uh, switch into hockey ultimate team. New event all happened. Right. All right. New, New event, event happened. happened. The uh, the trade deadline event. Crazy. Wasn't expecting that at all. Um, you know, unfortunately, it was a leak. So, you know, it was coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, Caught me by surprise, huh? Yeah. So, um, sorry, I got a text. Um, let's go over the new master sets. We got five new right. masters. Let's talk about them. We'll rank them like we always do. I put my ranking video out. So let's start at number five. Who is your number five among the new trade deadline masters? Jack Campbell. Yep. I had Jack All Campbell right. at number five as well. Who's your number four? Number four. I would like to talk about, uh, Ray Bork. I have him at number four. Okay. Do you have Ray Bork at number four? I have Anthony Duclair at number four. Okay, fair enough. So Ray yeah. Bork, uh, I was thinking about whenever I saw this card, I was like, ah, I might have to buy the card um, because he had silver truculence and then he also had a gold ability. Um, I'll say, I'll save this actually because we'll we'll talk about it. You were gonna okay, so you got Ray Bork. Uh, yeah, we're gonna yeah, talk about we'll this talk a little about bit. That. All right, number three, I had Duclair. Right, so okay, we kind of right. had those flip flopped. Yeah, I had Duclair at number three. Okay, uh, number, number two. two, Keith Yandel. Yes. And the number right, one, number one, Jeff, Jeff Carter. Carter. Yeah, yep, look at that. That's the exact same. So uh, I'll, I'll explain Duclair real quick. The reason why I have Duclair four, he's not even on everything. It's a great. All of these cards are good, guys. Any any master that comes out now is good. Um, so whenever we're talking about rankings, it's not that one card is, you know, it, bad. You know, I think that whenever I put someone low in a rank, they're like, man, how do you think that card's yeah. bad? It's like, dude, it's not bad. It's just so. Um, the reason for Duclair is unfortunately because of the leaks, we know we're getting Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall mm-hmm. is six foot one. He's a very fast skater. He's going to essentially end up with 99 everything, more than likely, or very close to it. And that just completely diminishes the value of Duclair. He's 5'11 with the same thing, right? Not that size yep. in the game is everything, but he's also for a lot of players that could afford him. A lot of those players probably have Duchesne. And I don't know how many players you want that are smaller that fit that mold because every, we're getting to that where that that stage where every card that comes out is 99 overall. Yeah, I was looking at that Duclair before we uh, started recording because I didn't really look at these in depth too much because um, I wasn't able to make any of them. I was going to hold off. Um, and it's like the Duclair literally 99 everything except like Acceler speed will be like 98, I think. So it's just like at this point, the only difference in these cards is height and abilities. Right, they're all going to be ninety nine everything. Yep, exactly. So, kind of. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's boring or not, but you know, it's that it's that time of year. No, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um. No, absolutely. It's it's just everything's going to be like that. Like, you know, we're we're just kind of getting that stage. Ray Bork does look fun. Um. Yandel. Uh. Six foot one, ninety nine everything. Basically, I think that he's a fine card. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think we're getting close to that. Like. We know OEL is coming, slightly bigger, probably going to be 99 everything. That was leaked as well. Maybe has better abilities too because yeah. I didn't think Yandel's abilities were they good. They were all awful. Yeah. Yeah, they, 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 were, not, they were not good uh, uh, abilities. And then Carter is essentially a center version of line A mm-hmm. because you can play him at center, which I think gives you a lineup flexibility. And he's like 95 across the board. He's basically two inches shorter, but he can play everything. I think Carter is the only one out of this that I would consider making. Um, if you're trying to be a competitive player, you agree? 
Yeah, I do agree with that. Um, I think the other ones, you would like wait a week or wait, you know, until a lot more are pulled. And you can probably get like that if they're tradable, right? And get like a Bork for 400K. I can't Mm -hmm. see that being like a highly desired card. And he's a good card, right? That Duclair is like overvalued on the marketplace. And I don't know if it's because we're in March now, uh, Sleeves. But if you want specific cards, uh, it's nearly impossible to find certain cards in this game on the marketplace. It, uh, uh, I think that has a lot to do with GWC. GWC, uh, four consoles, um, and maybe less people playing now than compared to November. Hundred percent. Like this yeah. is this is the 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 problem with this now is that you are getting to the point now where there is just no one up. Like mm-hmm. so, uh, recently, you know, I've been tracking my stats and whatnot, and I have um, before I, ta- I told you this before we started recording. You scored a D2Ds all the time. Uh, I took over 140 shots in 30 games of my defenseman, and I scored nine times. Yes. Um, and I would say that two, or, I think two of them were on a breakaway with Coburn, who is <laughs> oddly fast. Like, I don't, so I fast. don't, I don't get it. It's, yeah. it's got to be a stride thing or something that we'll get into. But my goodness, uh, when he gets going, it's ridiculous. Mm. Um, but yeah, so what I'm going to do is I'm just eliminating one T and seeing I. Um, because I had that activated on Cobert and Headman, it's just not doing anything for me. Um, I don't know what it is on one timers. They're extremely simple. There's something that I'm not doing correctly. Part of me thinks it's my controller. Um, and I'll, the reason why I say that is because when I win a face off cleanly, um, let's say, or when I do a stick lift, okay, mm-hmm. and I'm not touching the left stick at all. It goes right to my winger. Yeah, dude. The P in your own PS5. PS5. Right? Yeah, and the, PS5, the controllers are awful. I'm on my fifth controller, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to wonder if that's that has anything to do with it because there's times where I just it, it doesn't aim where I want it to. Um, but the good news is is that they took out the feature in the game to find out where you're aiming uh, in instant replay. So yeah, uh, just another great uh, you know removal of a nice feature in in, in, a, in this latest NHL. There was something else interesting about the uh, the PS5 controller too that I I do want to bring up just because we were on the topic. Um, so NHL 22, we have the increase in um, interference penalties, right? If you're using like manual oh. player switching um, yeah. to flick the stick over like using your right stick. And then it always like initiates a hit as well for some reason. And it didn't do that in NHL 21. Um, but now people are playing uh, with the PS5 controller this year. Last year, people were playing the PS4 version on PS5 and you could still use the PS4 version. Um, the developers did say that they didn't make any adjustments to the game. I obviously I'll take that with a grain of salt because sometimes I think if they don't make an adjustment, there could be like other issues that maybe make like a ghost adjustment to it. Um, but one of their thoughts was that, uh, the left and right stick have higher sensitivities on the new gen controllers and that's leading to these interference penalties now. Um, I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, I think I think the the interference penalties in the game are awful, and it's inexcusable. It's it's terrible. But that was one of their thoughts. So, um, um I want I want to bring up something that's come around the the you know the community recently. Um, Thrash talks about this quite a bit all year round. Is the manual tips? Uh, for yeah. anyone who doesn't know, for anyone who doesn't know, basically the the thought process is while you're winding so if you send a pass d to d okay and so you hit r2 or rt and you're passing the puck and before you and then you hit up on the stick um while you do that before the puck gets to the defenseman or whatever player you're using you hit rt again and you will basically select the player that's in front of the net 
and um, you can basically manually tip the puck. You're not hitting any buttons, but you're just selecting that that player, and it's causing more tips. We tested it for about an hour and a half. We did. Does not do anything. So I went to Ben, and I said, the developer, the gameplay developer, VA, I said, hey, is this a thing? And he said, do you think it's a thing? And I said, no, we tested it for an hour and a half. It doesn't seem to do anything. He's like, correct. So <laughs> unless he doesn't know, and it wouldn't stun me sometimes, you know, uh, it does not do anything, and it's all in our heads. Yeah, because we did. Because um, there, there was the, the way that people said, right, you, you press RT or R2 whenever you take the slap shot or the one-timer from the point. Um, and you switch to the guy in front. Then I was like double flicking the right stick to also like maybe maybe that does something. And I literally do think it's in people's head. I don't think it works. But there are other things in the game that do work that they, there aren't, you know, button combinations in the uh, manual or whatever in the game, right? So I think the saucer pass with protect puck button does something. Do you think so too? So uh, weird flex here because I'm not very elite at anything yeah. in this game anymore, but that's something I'm pretty elite at because it's all I've done the last like two years. So uh -huh. I never have to hit X, but I, there's been times where I've remembered to do it and I've never missed one. Yeah, because I, I made a video on that. Um, yeah. and I, I did mention that before I posted the video. Um, I sent Ben Ross a message. I'm like, hey, I think this does something. Um, I don't have any proof. There's no real way to test it in the game. Um, but that's one I think I would stand by because like Gren does it, uh, Saphir does it. There's like a couple other people like that. And if they do something like, uh, you know, it probably works, right? Well, so part of me thinks anytime. So th this is something that Ben actually uh, alluded to in a video that I did with him like uh, um, last year. Remember there was a video the where Josh Fearless one. Yeah, where, uh, where yeah. Ben literally went through gameplay of Josh Fearless and was giving the EA developer thing of it. That was one of my favorite videos. Um, and props to ben because he literally went like it was like a two-hour thing he went through every second of a game two games from josh and gave me all the feedback and i just threw it in a video um and uh when you settle a puck so let's say you get a wrist shot uh no let's say a pass okay mm -hmm. you're skating down the ice and you aim towards uh the player you want to pass to and you pass if you hold the puck like uh out for a wrist shot essentially that's considered settling a puck Mm -hmm. and then pass it will be far cleaner and far more accurate more more uh, a dr more drastic thing would be let's say you're in front of a goaltender okay and you're trying to go back door okay you have a far better chance to score a goal and not have that goalie make the save if you go for a wrist shot so you make that flex with your stick your goalie will think oh I, he's about to shoot and then you pass backdoor, it'll freeze the goalie enough to give you a much better chance at a one-timer. So there are things. So I'm wondering if when you hit X and you're holding down X, that technically gives your – it's like settling your the puck like on the forehand. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if that's – it's just forcing you to do that and it's it's the game is basically reading that it's settled – the puck is settled before you're doing it. I think it's a combination of that um, and the AI defense um, and also yes. the AI goaltender on the other team not treating the passer as a passing threat because um, there's something Junior Pens does and I and I mentioned this to you too whenever we were doing like our extensive D to D testing because we're two losers. Um, 
holding in protect puck before you pass to a defenseman for like a DVD or like a one-timer at the blue line, it seems to go in a little bit more. Uh, I didn't test it out, you know, a hundred or a thousand times because that just seems like a waste of time. But I think it's because whenever they see a forward holding in protect puck, um, they're not or they're not treating you as a threat to pass the puck. Yeah, um, exactly. Because they're reading as like, okay, he's protecting the puck. He's going to yeah. hold on to it, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I said that the first time correctly, but they're not treating you as a threat to pass the puck. Yeah, like that could make sense. Like yeah. I, I could see, I could see that being a thing, um, in terms of in terms of that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do you want to talk about? Oh, the want to talk Dude, about the yeah, strides. That, I, I want to talk about that ability first, though. Um, okay, so uh, Ray yeah, Bork, yeah, rush, yeah. Ray, Ray Bork has the ability off the rush. It was his gold zone ability. It's only six points to activate. Um, so the way the ability is described, it's like an increase to slap shot power and accuracy while skating, right? It doesn't say like, you know, while skating only at this specific spot, um, whatever. It's just like while skating. So my, whenever I read that ability, I'm thinking like, as long as you're skating, like maybe with some momentum and then you take a slap shot, you'll have the increased power and accuracy. So before I bought the Ray Borg card, cause I didn't want to spend like five, 600 K on the card. Um, I went into practice mode. I put that ability on, I think, Malkin. It only activates at the blue line, and I think it only activates um, if it's the first shot you take within the possession inside the offensive zone. Like, hence oh, the title, technically off the, the rush. rush, but that's not in the wording, and I was so frustrated, right? So it's literally, like, in my opinion at least, the most useless ability in the game, like all alone might be better because it's like as soon as you take like a shot in the offensive zone, I think it negates the ability to be used again. I could be wrong on that. And then it's also like the same like area that it activates is like heat seeker, right? But above the dots. Yeah. Like above, bo- like above the face off circles. Dots? Yeah. I guess it'd be below. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on which like angle yeah, well, you're yeah, viewing yeah. it from. But like in my mind, whenever I think of that ability, like I'm thinking of like Steve Eiserman in the playoffs that one year. Uh, I'm thinking of like Gretzky, like in the 80s, like, you know, just taking a slap shot and every goalie was bad. Like it should be like off the rusher while skating and it doesn't really matter where you are in the offensive zone. So, so I was kind of disappointed. Down the wing, if mm-hmm. you skate down the wing and rip one right inside the blue line, does it activate? Yes, it activates mm-hmm. if you rip one right inside the blue line. And as long as you're, as long as you don't pass the top of the faceoff circles in the offensive zone. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like on a four because I think Gretzky has that. Hmm. Um, but uh, it, on a defenseman, it just that that would not be. I, yeah. yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't think that would ever be useful. I don't think oh. it, it, it would be useful. Like so, the reason I was like intrigued by it um, was because I was running like two lefties on my first pairing. Yeah. Um, and I've been doing like a lot of D to D's, but once people cover that, if you just skate in with like a left-handed defenseman on the left side and rip like a slap shot, like opposite corner, it goes in a lot. Right. So I was thinking like, if I have like, even like an added bonus to that, maybe it'll go in more. Um, but no, the ability doesn't really activate on those plays. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, let's talk, I guess a little bit about, uh, I mean, let's talk about GWC a little bit. So right. GWC is coming out this Wednesday. This is what we play for. This is what we play for. Um, basically all year. So uh, Hut is just going to. Uh, this is where the cliff kind of happens after these next two weeks. But these next two weeks are very important for a lot of players. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, if you don't, if you've never heard of the GW Gaming World Championship, it's NHL's biggest event. It's a hundred thousand dollar prize pool. Um, top thirty two on each console week one. Very important this week um, because. It starts Wednesday at midnight. You've got 25 games. Works a lot like Hut Champs. It's win-based. 
Um, so if you go 25 and 0, you will be in the top 32 and that's important because this year it, they reseed and you will be playing worse opponents the better that you that you finish which is a good format change <clears throat> mm-hmm. um so let's talk about um best times to play so a lot of people will the ps5 you're doomed um yeah because i mean the, here's the thing if you play in the morning or like early afternoon you might match up with me if you play at night you're matching up against gren and regs right like the ps5 guys no exaggeration and no disrespect to the xbox side of the community ps5's depth is just absurd i think xbox might have the same amount of top end players that have a chance to win gwc mm-hmm. uh, but their depth dies off fast uh and that's just because there's not there's not nearly as many people on the console uh ps5 is going to be a gong show now if you want my opinion uh the best time if would be um 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Wednesday through Friday to try and get as many games in there. The kids are at school. Uh, you might get easier matchups, but that being said, you know, it really won't matter because, it, you know, there's going to be the, the 32 people that qualify in week one will be good. There's no way to say that they won't be good, right? They will be good, great players. I think this year with how the game plays, we are going to see players that we've never seen qualify for the GWC qualify probably pretty high um which scares me <clears throat> but um when do you plan to play your games um i'm gonna try to fit them in at the lunchtime for an hour like wednesday through friday um i might even add some night streams like thursday and friday um and then like saturday and sunday i'm gonna stream for a bunch of, like when i wake up to like early afternoon i think you're gonna have an easy time I did. This is where dude, you say that, that man. I still match like some of the good players that might not be like top five on PS5, but like top twenty. Like, and the game's so random this year. Um, no, I don't. I don't mean because like what you talk, what you match up with the HUD champs. I'm talking mm-hmm. about if you stream your games, um, you will get reverse sniped. I hope so. <laughs> you will get a lot of people that do not yeah. want to play you in 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 GWC qualifiers. So, nonetheless, yeah. you should you will qualify no matter what. Um, I am not allowed to qualify, so that's pretty cool. And that's good. You're lucky. You're lucky. I am lucky. You know what? Yeah. Yeah, before we go on to the next GWC topic, uh, whenever I stream and like I invite a friend uh, through PS5, oh, it has like the records yeah, on there, yeah, yeah. and it literally shows me versus you as like eight no. And I have to remind people like we actually didn't even play games against each other. Um, we played those twice, are, I think. Yeah, and those are us just like testing out stupid stuff. But I think you're always the one that quits. So people are like, <laughs> oh man, sleep sucks. Look at that eight no. So. Yeah. uh that is what it is um, um but yeah that'll be good um any any anything about gwc that you want to talk about specifically uh yeah dude so what do we think will be the uh required wins um to qualify in the top 32 for week one i went back and looked and 21 appears to be last mm-hmm. year was the same thing it was the top 32 but there was four weeks because there was only two consoles this time there's four yeah mm. i'm thinking 21 wins now okay. The problem, the, the problem with this is that there's going to be regions, and because of how this game being server-based works, um, there is going to be a few representatives that might not have nearly as difficult of run. So anyone out in the West Coast, you guys are probably going to have an easier time because there just simply isn't as many top-end players. If you're in Southern Ontario, if you're where I live or in Toronto, that is the worst because yeah. your best server is QC. They ping 4 or 2, and you ping 22, and you have easily the biggest depth of talent in that that connect to that server. So, um, you know, it's always impressive. The people that qualify on Ontario or, or even in Quebec, that you are a 
phenomenal player. But there are going to be some guys in the central region and and the west region that you're going to see on there that just simply don't have the same, um, you know, you know, talent requirement to get in there. That being said, I mean, I wish this was peer to peer. And it's funny because they switched from peer to peer to server base. I mean, everyone in the community wanted to be peer. I remember that was a meme for so long. That was like the GM connected of like 2017, 2018. It's like, man, why can't we get dedicated servers? And how NHL plays in dedicated servers is just not enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and it also separates an already small player base, whereas peer to peer, at least you get the same, um, you know, you get the same connection. You match up someone West, they're on 80 ping. So are you. It's and not the crazy thing 10. is like those games you play on peer to peer with like 50 ping feel better than games you play on the server with like 20. Um, yep. I remember playing like against like John Wayne and stuff like maybe two years ago and we'd be on like 80 or 90 ping and it felt pretty good. It's it's crazy. And uh, yeah. <clears throat> it, it's infuriating because like in like NHL 13 or whatever, the backup goalie thing came where you could kick your switch to your backup goalie and it would kick people out. And they literally just went away from that because it would cause like there was ways to desync the game. They don't have a fix for it, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, that's frustrating. But Nonetheless, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm I'll be involved in terms of the broadcast for GWC, so it's gonna be really fun to cover it. And I love I love seeing new players step up. And I think this year, man, is has there ever been a year where you play people that you have no idea, never heard of, that are just good? Yeah, dude, it's the information age, like we talk about. Like everybody Rough. watches Twitch, everybody watches YouTube, um, and the you know the game's gotten a little bit dumbed down, right? But there's so many good players this year. Yeah, like there is so many fewer, I, I hate the term glitches, glitch goals, but there's very few glitch setups and things like that in the game. Mm-hmm. So it's not like there's this this certain crew that's just in the know. It's like there really isn't a lot to know, right? So yeah. everyone is just kind of on the same level essentially, and it's whoever whoever's goalie doesn't go absolutely bananas which and it frustrates me so much man it really does i'm telling you right now grand and regs are not going to win this year just because of how random the game is it's the, they, the goalies are too good they are and there's a lot of like the interference penalties yeah like the, those are gonna be the random yeah. bounce off the boards yeah, your player just won't pick up the puck even though it's right between his feet or something and then it's the other guy a... picks it up and just skates out in front and scores yeah it's gonna be a gong show Right. It will be it will be pretty messed up. Um, yeah. Let's talk about I wanted to talk quickly about some uh, strategies for people building their team. So this Wednesday at midnight is when GWC starts It's the first week you have until the Sunday um, to finish your 25 games and hopefully get top 32. If you don't get top 32, there's one more week that starts the following Wednesday. Um, and then after that, there's 60. There's essentially oh, there's uh, 64 people on each of each of the four consoles left that in the running for GWC. And there's a two week break. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm so tired. This is a downfall of the problem that's going <laughs> yeah. on. Um, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to I was laughing on. whenever you said you were so tired. Then you're like, oh, the problem going on. Then I felt yeah. bad. Oh, it's all good, dude. It's all good. Um, yeah, so, and I keep losing my train of thought. Um, there's four consoles. So there'll be 64 mm-hmm. people left on each console. And then there's two weeks. There's two weeks at the beginning of April. So it's not until April 9th. Um, that's when the, the round of 64 happens. And you're still using your hut team um so after that that's that last march qualifier which i believe ends march 29th there is just no need like you will see the market become saturated with people selling stuff at really low prices because no a lot of the people are going to stop playing the game yeah and that coinciding with mlb's launch 
I can't even remember a time that's legitimately a, a line in the sand that's like that's the end of NHL, the NHL season. Because usually it's the GWC because um, GWC starts and it goes on for a lot longer. This is only two-week qualifiers. It's not four weeks, which would be a month, right? So everyone's got to stay in the game a little bit longer. But those 64 people, you know, you have to get into the 64. So a lot of people are like, do I save stuff for team of the season? Because team of the season is going to come out in April. Here's my, I was talking with Daddy Padre, who we bring on up quite a bit in this podcast, because um, yeah. he is just so, I man, I he, like, dude, he is so hyper-focused on, like, the nitpicking of his team, and mm-hmm. I respect it, but, man, it's 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 stressful. So he's, uh, he's got a, you know, so he's always talking about his team, and I, my, theory, my thinking is this, um, you have to get as high as you can in week one. That is going to give you a significant advantage. Yes. Team of the season will not happen until about the third week of April. So it'll happen after that round of 64 and the round of six and the round of 32. And so, then after that, are you done using your team? I believe, no, okay. you have one more round, I think, after that. Okay. But even if you're not, you know, the the amount of people trying to buy these cards, there just won't be, a, the, the prices won't be as high because yeah. there, the, the demand is so low, right? Um, so I'm telling anyone that's trying to, uh, compete for the GBC, don't save your coins. You need to build the best possible team you can right now so that you can help yourself get to as high as you can. Because if you wait, you're potentially giving yourself a much harder matchup in the round of 64 and round of 32. I don't I don't know if you feel the same, but it's just uh, that's no, my I, I feel the it. exact same way. Like I'm I'm kind of putting a lot of pressure on myself this week. Um because if I can have like an undefeated week, right? And uh these GWC qualifiers. That I'm I'm already assuming Gren's gonna go twenty five and oh or close to it. I'm assuming Rex is gonna what's yeah. that? Well, with with Gren's with Gren's location, like it would be pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, if I want to avoid those players, maybe until like the last round or second to last round, I need to play really well this week. So I'm gonna try to, you know, I think I have like 1.2 million coins. I have to see what else I can do to make my team a little bit better, but it's already pretty good. Yeah, like like I said, guys. So like, team of the season, it's it happen. It's gonna happen later this year than normal because the season goes to the end of April. I don't think a lot of people realize that. So the game is going to be at its lowest. Like, it's a very awkward team of the season range. Like, because it's going to be almost May, mm-hmm. and the interest in the game is going to be very low. Um, and, yeah, like, I just, I, you know, for in terms of GWC, I would just be I would be buying as much as you can. In that, uh, also want to talk about um, some abilities and things like that. I am now because of my lack of offense from the blue line right and i think a lot of people share that same thing that they just can't score d to d's right some people can some people can't again i don't know what it is i don't know if it's maybe my controller it legitimately could because d to d's is not a science uh you know like there's things that you can do to improve it but there's not it it is not like you know so if you've guys in front you rip a do you rip a one-timer and aim bottom right or bottom left depending on where you're shooting from and it's just not going in for me so I am getting rid of all those abilities. Uh, um, a shutdown is a, is one that I don't think is as necessary anymore because everyone has 99 stick checking and there's big defensemen. I think people were using that as a crutch. I think the only added benefit is you just don't get a penalty as much. Yeah, that and like the uh, the increase to like hitting, right? It was like almost like a minor truculence ability Yeah, on the rush. What, 
what I've come to realize is that I don't really check at all. Like I don't mm. get very many hits in a game at all. And what I do is I bump a lot in the offensive zone or defensive zone. And sometimes I just, because everyone is 99 balanced now, I'm struggling with it. Um, especially if you have Adam Fox, someone like that. I am all about truculence. And I yeah. think that if you go a full defensive core with truculence, you are going to give yourself a really good advantage because what you're competing against for GWC specifically, and even if you're playing rivals and you're you're getting into the higher things, the higher divisions, everyone is very good at protecting the puck and and, and possessing the puck. Uh, bumping players off is really the best way to do it because you never, you're very rarely going to be able to line someone up for a hit because they can just pay attention and they they know how to get away. Um, I think that truculence is one of the most useful abilities. And so I went out and I bought Holzer. I haven't used him yet, but I went out and bought Holzer. I was trying to find Chikrin, but of course, because there's nothing on the market ever, I just can't find him. Mm -hmm. um, but he's someone I'm try I want to try. Even Bork, I'm okay with. I, I kind of want to give a shot too. But yeah, I'm looking for anything with Truculence. W what about you in terms of abilities? Like, what, what, are, your, what are your thoughts? I, you so I agree with you on the Truculence thing. I actually added uh, Calfoot to my team today because he mm. had Truculence, and then he also had Thunderclap, which I was like, yeah, I might use it. Um so for me, it's all about the 1T ability on Wierenski and Coburn. And then after that, like uh, I think you have to have a goalie ability activated. Whether it's post to post, I would lean towards that. I have Pekka, so he has light work. So that has to be activated. Then after that, uh, Truculence. Um, and then I think like one center with quick draw. I don't think a lot of the other ones do anything, right? So like tape to tape, how much does that help whenever your players have 99 passing? Um, most of the shooting abilities aren't good. I was using close quarters for a bit, but even then, like the goalies were still making like miraculous saves. So I think that one's good, but I think you have to focus on, I know you're not doing it, but I think you have to focus on D to D's and then hitting mm -hmm. with truculence. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm not saying that D to D's aren't important. I think yeah. that if you, it, I've now been so, um, into like the, the stat thing that I'm doing just cause I was bored of hut, but like, mm -hmm. I think that it can really tell you a lot about your play style. And instead of just trying to do the, the blanket, you know, what you think that the game or how the game is supposed to be played by the top end players. I don't think that is the best way anymore because no matter what, you know, there's a reason why everyone has different strategies. Yeah. Like there is, there is a reason why if Gren tells you his strategies, while they might be amazing for Gren, they might not be amazing for you. Mm -hmm. right that that's why i mean regs uses the default strats that you load yeah. into the game with like it's absurd right so oh, yeah. it, it's not like about the strategies it's about how you play so you have to be putting the players and things into your in, into your lineup that help you the most if i'm taking shots of my defenseman which i really don't do anymore and they're just not going in that's just wasted possession so i'm just mm -hmm. not i'm just completely ignoring it um and uh and trying trying something else out close quarters I've noticed close quarters with Primo specifically. Um, one of the ones, so the the partial breakaway you go where you go backhand, forehand upstairs. Yeah. You can do it with close quarters really far out. Yeah, you base. can. So I think, but it's very it's very hard to quantify what close quarters does. Like that would you know, but it it seems like something that I think is is really good. I agree. You need one center with gold quick draw because mm -hmm. you need to have that. Okay, I need to win this draw. And it's an animation one. It makes the it, it actually makes your stick go faster when you're pulling back. Um, and in the defensive zone, as long as you don't do the opposite counter, you're gonna win. Yeah. Um. So you so you do need one the one center. I still think Jokinen is probably the best, but there's many other options. I mean, Jared McCann would be fine if you have the 99. Uh, but Jokinen is probably the most obtainable mm -hmm. that would have it. I would think. 
Um, and then, yeah, I think truculence is, is really important. You mentioned uh, uh, post of and light work. I'm glad you brought that up. So yeah. I've used Pekka Rennie for all 60 of the games I tracked. The first 30, he had, uh, I had, I had, uh, just light work on he had an 80 81 save percentage or an 80.5 save percentage i went 16 and 14 uh the second 30 i made all my lineup decisions or changes as well i went 23 and 7 in division one and hut champs uh, which was obviously a marketed improvement over those 30 games uh, i also turned on post to post and his okay. save percentage went back to 84 okay so, so you convinced me because like um whenever you have like silver post to post or a silver ability on you know you it doesn't it doesn't light up right so you can't see head, whenever man. it does anything um but i've been going back and forth like do i want to use light work with that and put 10 points on them so i think i'm going to try it uh this maybe i'll try it for gwc qualifiers um because because yeah. i don't want to use it i don't want to use it on a goalie 10 I, points that, right it's it's not like so the the reason is is you almost need to use it because it is by far still, even with the AP cost changes, it, the mm -hmm. reason why they are more expensive is because it is the most impactful X factor. If a goaltender does not have it, they are just simply not nearly as exceptional at stopping the shots that should go in. Um, whereas like the shooting ones are hard to quantify. Maybe one T is probably the only one because you can hear it and you can visibly see it. And even, mm. I mean, shock and awe is as well. Like shock and awe looks like a laser beam. Like it's an yeah, arcade. Yeah, and it's really good. It's just hard in those games to get the time and space to get that shot off. Yeah. And, and I think that's the issue it. of like NHL 22. It's just, it's really hard There's to get time and space. Yeah. Um, let me, okay, we're going to go off topic here a little bit. Let's do it. Give me something in the gameplay that you, give me your top three fixes that you want to see for gameplay next year uh passing okay give me an example what do you, what do you uh, mean by passing? dude uh, you, you first off uh even whenever you aim correctly at a player right sometimes it just doesn't go there because the player's like fatigued or something um puck pickups and puck reception right if i pass to somebody sometimes they just do like this long like drawn out uh pass reception like animation um and it goes right through them uh, if you have two people in a direct line of sight from the passer, it'll go through the middle player, even though you intend to pass to him. Um, and it'll go to the player further, uh, causing a turnover. Nearly impossible to pass backwards. It seems like there's no pass assist at all if you pass no backwards. Tracking. Yeah. yeah, and then the players that are supposed to receive it don't even go for the puck, right? Breakaway. Uh, or yeah, and I, I just think I think that's the biggest reason why I don't like NHL 22 right now is because there's no flow to the game because the passes. Uh, and I'm I'm good at passing it right. Like you you see you know you watch me play like I pass the puck a ton, um, but like one small mishap from the game ruins a ruins a possession right. Um, so there's no flow to the game. So passing's the biggest one. Uh, I think goalies are too good. Uh, there's two, like, and I think abilities ruined the game too. So goalies are too good and I don't like abilities, uh, in NHL 22. So I, I don't know what my like other biggest one is. Um, I think we had like five, like a week or two ago, but I forget what they are. Yeah, I, I agree on the passing. It's so, yeah. I don't know. It's like, did they do the Mario Lemieux in the Olympics? Like the between the, like, oh, they're trying to go between the legs to the far guy. It, that mm. is, you're right. You're, you're right about the flow. I'm wondering, uh, again, I'm not, uh, spoiler alert, guys, in Game Changer meetings, I really don't give my opinion anymore. I learned my lesson. So for anyone thinks that I'm ruining the game or what my opinions, I legit just don't give them very much anymore, or at least right now. Uh, so i'm not gonna be pushing for this but this is just something that i see um you know like did you like the passing from the last decade where it was automatic 
Do I like you the, think? Yeah. So I, I did, right? I did. But I think that they had good intentions in making it skill based, right? Yes. More yes. manual aim. I just don't think it was implemented correctly. Because um, it's fine if you aim wrong and the pass doesn't get there, that's okay. But it's just whenever there's like just AI mishaps that cause like uh, a pass not getting there, that's when it's frustrating. Yeah, you like know? if you could pass back to the point or backwards confidently, yeah. uh, that would that would infinitely improve. I think just because like, like going backwards on a breakout is just like super important, especially and, and when you're it playing. is in these games. It is especially as we play like GWC. You can't just charge right ahead, right? People are so good defensively. You have to go east and west a lot, and in this game, it's like impossible. Um, that and apparently the hardest pass to make as a professional hockey player is to a player two feet away from you. Mm -hmm. right you can't do it in this game if you're on like a you know gaining like the blue line for an offensive zone possession and there's a forward two feet away from you you can't pass to the guy the game just doesn't recognize it so passing needs a huge overhaul and then i think that the stick physics well i think that it will eventually be super impactful in a very good way i think that again good intentions um but what is now happening is two players go to a loose puck and it just it looks like the big wacky inflatable tube men like where they're just like like you know what i mean and it like i have a clip in a tiktok guys where it is the biggest joke where they literally try to kick the puck to themselves five times each and i'm like sitting there like uh someone gonna pick up this puck finally there my opponent does and he just walks in for a goal in overtime and i literally stood there stunned and i was like this is the ugliest it's why i say the game is clunky because when two players yeah. get together, because the stick is a separate layer, they can't like get it. in the past. What would happen is someone would pick up the puck and it maybe it would go through a shin pad or whatever. But then your player would receive an invisible like debuff, uh, if that makes sense. So like it, it was explained by Ben. So like if your stick was going through the boards and you could see that, right? You, your pass that you then make a second later might be way off because you shouldn't have that puck. Mm-hmm. right so it takes a second it's like they need that i i don't know but it, it definitely again it's the same thing it just ruins the flow and and yeah. it's you know when you get in tight with someone i don't know you know and then abilities honestly if you if you if they didn't add abilities this year i mean the game is just so empty as it is like they, i'd be <laughs> there's nothing i mean what else would there have been added right it, because it's like the the what is it alternate reality like interface the, on yeah. the those don't i mean those they still were finally worry. they added it back they, in. they added them back into the game this week right but it still shows the wrong stats so yeah i guess there were no changes besides the abilities i don't i don't unless i'm forgetting certain things no but i, I just i just don't like the abilities in, in nhl i hate that like you have like close quarters right so you have to activate that in order to score the chances two feet from the net that should already go in D to D's, you have to have one T activated to score on these for some that should probably go in every now and then. Like, I, I don't know. It's, there's a lot of frustration uh, from me on this whole X factor I, thing. I think one of the things is, well, you always have it through a competitive lens. Yeah. But I'm going to, I'm I'll take it from a more casual standpoint. I think that the N- the NHL video game has always been so awful at describing what stuff does in a game. Like, for example, a lot of people don't know if you hold down L2 and like X, you'll spin the opposite way, for example. Like, no one knows that. And it's like not in game. Like, you don't you don't know like that is a thing. And abilities, while they have descriptions, a lot of them don't make sense. And you can't quantify what they do. 
Yeah. You know right. what I mean? So like the all alone one, it's like power and accuracy on a breakaway. Uh, you know, like, does that, that mean I can pick 5%? a corner? Like, like what yeah, is that? Like, is that like a 5% increase? Does it go past 99? What nothing should I be doing is differently? Yeah. Nothing's described. And that was like, we had that epiphany like four months ago, maybe we were in the game changer chat. Um, and I think it might've been Ben Ross that mentioned if you hold in like R2 and then you click in the right stick, it goes to the last back defender. And you were like, wait, really? And it's like, that is not on the game. They don't tell you like that. That's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was in that, uh, that interview. That okay. Interview that I was did. an interview. Yeah, okay. And he mentioned it. Everyone in chat's like, wait, what? Yeah. That, okay. That's right. Yeah. So guys, if you hold down R2 and then like the player switch button in the defensive zone and you click in R3, you will go to the closest player in front of your net, yeah. which is like a pretty big advantage or like a very good mechanic in the game um defensively especially if you're trying if you're struggling you know covering the one time or the the slot and whatnot so yeah like those things just aren't explained and we've had mm -hmm. the same strategy since 2004 no exaggeration so yeah you know it's just it's a very it's like they add in and they're doing these things to dramatically try and change the game but if you're playing a 1v1 game there is five ais on the ice you are like you are less of the um, well, no, you're the one directly responsible for the goals because you're the one controlling it. But all of the things leading up to those goals are directly because of these three strategies. And it's only three of them. And mm -hmm. I think that if they change those dramatically, let's say they have those three, but they also add in three more. The game is going to change a lot more yeah. than any other feature like defensive skill stick or the stick in physics or the height, whatever the, the hyper motion whatever nonsense like that yeah. like i think that it's just it's been overlooked for so long that the strategies are going to significantly change the way this game is played yeah. and i hope that they you know start to look at that because i make this joke all the time when i do that stream every year where i go through all 20 or 30 nhl games and there's literally a video in nhl 04 of mark crawford going through the behind the net crash the net and overload and showing you how to do it i'm just like guys it's almost 20 years like i i there's no excuse i don't know it's like ah they're fine we'll just move on to the next thing you know yeah and at its core these are things that should have been added right so we have like the last 18 years of games that we've had things added to the game and then taking out like draft champs i mean i i think i think what is it world of chow ones what's the mode called Oh, ones. Yeah, that was added. Like, I know that's still in the game. Like, Rush, there's been so many things added, but, like, strategies at its core is something that should be, like, improved every year alongside core gameplay mechanics, and there's been no change. Nope, I agree, man. Yeah. So, um, Did you have any more? Or No. Okay. There's been a lot of talk, again, about the um, R1 plus triangle thing, like, well after you had said it, like, a month or two ago. And somebody brought it up to you. And I, for, I don't know what caused it, but there's like a lot of people like asking in my Discord and stuff like, oh, are you going to make a video on it? So like, what do you think of this? Like, whatever. I still don't use it. Do you? Okay. So I, someone in my chat said, do you use LR1 and Triangle? And I was like, no. And then I used it and I was like, oh my God, this is why all of these kids in Division 1 are able to get the puck behind me while doing a rush and not take a penalty and knock the puck free. What it seemed to do is cause like if it got near the puck, it wouldn't give you a penalty and it would uh, give the puck some incidental contact and basically stop it. So like mm -hmm. you would just skate past it. Right. 
um, and you wouldn't you wouldn't get a penalty. I used it for about a week, and then that gameplay patch that came out that broke everything that they had to like revert, like broke the augmented reality and whatever. Ever since then, I don't notice it at all. And like Polgs has said the same thing. Like there is, it's like it's gone. Yeah, and they didn't they didn't talk about it at all in the game change chat. Like and leading up into that, Ben was like, "This isn't a thing. It's in your head," and I'm like, "Okay, maybe." But when I was using it, those few games, like those that week where I where I learned about it and I was using it, I was like, this is cool. I'm literally just holding down R1 and triangle and I'm getting the puck every single time. And now it's like I don't at all. I still don't think it's a thing and I haven't used it since like the first time. Um, but I, I just I didn't understand why that gained traction again. You know, like now that's the scapegoat. Like if somebody loses a game, it's like, oh, this person must be using this on defense. And they're like, it auto-aims the poke, right? But the pokes are already auto-aimed, you know? Yeah. When you hit R1, if you have 99 po-checking, the, the puck, the stick will go right to where the puck is. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, there's one more thing. So tell me about you and Padre talk this week, I think, and then also tantalizing about okay. custom strides in NHL 22. So what did okay. you learn? Okay, yeah. So uh, Padre, I was in, I, every morning I go and I we I chill in his Discord because it's all guys like 30 years old and we just, you know, shoot the shit for the morning while I'm making videos. And he was talking about how he was he went through every every NHL player, or for the most part, all the big ones, and was seeing if anyone had custom strides. So you can go into the roster and load the offline or the online rosters. And if you go into their behavior, you can see their shot and their stride, like their skating stride. Um, and almost like 99% of NHL, well, a little over 99%, have 50-50 and uh, hustle style one. It's exactly the same for every player. And when you look at it, it just is your simple, your normal stride. There was four players that he found in the NHL that were far different. Like the, the sliders are all over the place. Some have hustle style two, some have hustle style three. And what was funny is that among those players, a few of them you you can see in game this year that they are significantly better than prior years so i'm going to use one as an example nathan mckinnon has one and i have been a big hater of nathan mckinnon's cards in the past because even though they're always among the best in terms of attributes mm-hmm. they've always felt awful to me and super mediocre and eki when i went to orlando and i was hanging out with eki for a little while i had mentioned you know i mckinnon feels a little bit different he's like he agreed he said this year there's something different about mckinnon because he said the same thing that every year he feels awfully flat it does he doesn't feel exceptional at all and he has a very very custom stride it's very different um connor mcdavid is another one and again we always say that he feels faster than every other card even if everything's at 99 there's something about him the other two are kind of interesting one is jack eichel and when jack eichel's x factor got up to 92 or yeah 92 i believe um he was his x factor was one of the best and even now it still holds up i think he needs a couple upgrades now because now you're starting to see cards that have like four or five speed more Mm -hmm. Uh, but again same situation he's got a custom stride and it looks hilarious if you guys want to watch my video i have it on there i show the example of his skating and he's like skating straight up it looks absurd and it's totally not like what he does in real life but nonetheless like he feels very fast and the other one is panarin uh, the problem with Panarin is I've never used him in Hockey Ultimate Team because he's just, I, I can't use really small players. Um, not because I, I don't find them useful. It's when you play Division One or like you, you know, you get to the, you know, in the 12 to 15 winner above range, using those players becomes very difficult. 
like very difficult because you get knocked off the puck everyone plays good defense so i haven't used him in a while but he was the other one so there was four and uh yeah like they apparently like i don't know if it's in our heads but there's something about them and what's funny is their free arm when they're hustling with the puck it like goes out and extends further and it's like it blocks it a player coming from behind you yeah like where you would hold protect puck it like automatically does it and i don't know if that's what it's doing uh but it was definitely very interesting what did you think about it yeah so after you guys said that i was like okay i'm just gonna i bought nathan mckinnon's x factor and fully upgraded him because i felt like i needed a little bit of speed in my lineup um but there was like a play that stood out with mckinnon um i had the puck like right as soon as i entered the uh, offensive zone like the top left blue line and I was getting bumped by Hedman. He completely shielded that off, uh, turned around, and then I got like a breakaway with him. And he's only six foot tall. That shouldn't happen. Like I should get yeah. bumped by Hedman. Um, and it looked like kind of janky when that was happening. Like he had that free arm. Yeah. Um, so I think that there is something to it where they do have like, I don't know if it's an increased like, you know, balance whenever you use those players or what. But the custom stride thing does seem to work. And it sucks that it's only on like four players. Um, Dude, yeah, people I ask like, me that. There's nobody, there's four options you have. Like Dude. there's, they, I, I don't You, you want to know what my theory on it is? Uh, let's hear it. All right, dudes. My theory, because people are like, dude, why are on these guys and not like, you know, some of the other ones, even the alumni? It's like, mm-hmm. I guarantee you. They were like, yeah, let's give these guys custom strides. Let's go in. They got through four players. Like this is going to take way too long. And they just yeah. didn't reset those guys. Yeah, because there's no I, rhyme or reason. True, like that's what that's what I think. I think they started doing them. Um, maybe they were doing them for X factors, and they just gave up because like this is going to take too long, and they just left those four in the game. I haven't yeah. gone through European players, so if anyone wants to undertake that, go through and just go to the online rosters and see if you go to behavior. I'm gonna do it with shots too. Everyone talks about Austin Matthews shot mm. feeling different, and I know he has a custom shot, so um it, there could be something there as well so uh, yeah. but i'm gonna do that this week but yeah the skating one i don't know I, it's it's definitely weird it's definitely yeah. weird yeah it is uh before we close out today do you have any dark horses for uh, gwc anybody you think that can surprise people yeah um i think uh last year i was pretty bang on i remember when i did the uh the team the the team reps because mm-hmm. last year you, you could see who was going to be playing for each team. I, I think I went like 26 for 32. It was I was impressed at myself. So I, I like this year. The skill gap in this game is is very minimal to the point where it's like the elite. And then there's a, a massive drop. But then everyone in that drop of like, and I'm talking like there's five players that are amazingly elite, like that, like like Pogues, Gren, Jose would be another one. Um, I I would say that you're close to it. I just don't. Oh, you, I, you, I, so here's the thing. I wouldn't even say I'm like them. I think I could beat them in a best of three. Um, I'm, I'm going to put myself right at that tier below. Like I think where I finished yeah. last year and who I beat yeah. last year was a pretty accurate representation where you know almost be grand but i think i'm like right there where i could steal a series against those guys and win it all but um definitely not like regs or joe's i actually i'm not going to say i'm not like joe's because i've never played them um i'm not like regs or grand right they just have great vision but they're like their mechanics are insane whereas i think what you're very good at is the mechanics of strategies in the game Mm -hmm. um and then utilizing the things that are available to very bill belichick-esque 
You, that's why you, they you, call me Bill Belichies. You know that, yeah. right? Oh my <laughs> god! And it, yeah. So like, but those guys like there is like when you watch Polgs compete, there's goals and things that he does that are not able to be done by a large portion of the player base, which is what. So it it's very difficult to choose a dark horse. Um, I would say Aves has like leveled up this year. I think mm-hmm. Geimer has leveled up this year, um, where you know he was already a a, um, a, uh, a rep for a team, but I think that his he is legitimate shot to to make at least to Montreal. Um, I I don't know, man. Like I I what about you? Do you have someone that you have in mind? I I think there's like twenty to fifty there's, people yeah, that yeah. could knock off Polgs, Grand Regs, yep. Joe's, like those guys. Um, Miso trippy last year. Yeah, uh, I, I was scrimming against him a lot leading up to GWC. He was like a top five to ten player in the world to me last year. Um, and then I don't know if he choked. I know he had a little bit of bad luck um, last year. This year I've been playing him again. Last year I stole some of his offense leading up to GWC, and it helped me out so much. I played him again this past week, and he was doing things that other people don't. Um, so I'm like adding that to my game. Uh, so I think. If he limits the scrims against other top players, he can catch people by surprise with how he plays um, and go pretty far. Like, he's a really good player that probably doesn't get the respect he deserves. Uh, but then again, that doesn't happen until you win a tournament, right? So that, That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. uh, So in in this game, um, because of how, like, in the last minute of periods, if you're trailing, like, anything goes in, closing yes, out that, a game. Is that a thing? In, is that a thing? Because I think it's a thing. Bro, it has to be absolutely has to be because a a shot from the point won't go in at all but then like in the last minute like you will stuff will happen like i think they artificially make it so that it's more exciting um but the players that haven't won anything even if they're exceptionally good have a really hard time closing games out because they're just trying to hold on Mm -hmm. Uh, and i'm not saying that meso's like that but i watched him and he definitely should have won his the games that he was knocked out in um and until you do it once it's like like it's tough to bet on that person. Yeah. Do you know what sure. I mean? Like until they've won something like Pogues this year, when he beat regs in the caps, one V one event, like that was like, Oh, okay. All right. He won an event. Like that's it. Then he went and won Tampa. Then he went and won a sixes event. It's like, once you, once you've won once, then you know that you can hold on and you can, you can close up because something in this game, man, like, you know, I, I get, it's just a video game, but man, when you are nervous playing this game, it's harder to break the puck out it's it's harder to you know to, yeah to you second not- guess yourself you do things that you normally wouldn't do right like it once whenever you're playing comfortable you make it all like you're scared to take risks right if you're playing nervous but if you're playing comfortable you'll t- you'll take those risks score more goals do whatever yeah um so i don't know it'll but be an interesting year defense is so easy this year that it is going to be um yeah i it's um like again i'll be broadcasting the event so it, it, i I'm excited for the event, but I think that there is going to be where uh, situations where the best players don't win quite a bit. I just hope you, if, if you're on the broadcast, I hope you accurately, uh, you know, do whatever Call you can out. do Call within the limitations yeah. of, you know, staying professional. I'm I'm all about new players coming in and winning, though. Like, that's yeah. my favorite thing. Like, I love in esports watching kids like Saphir and Geimer and, you know, guys that I used to just, they were hut heroes and I would just match up with them playing hut. And every once in a while, I can steal a game, and now they're like becoming some of the game's best. Like I love mm-hmm. that about this game, um, and that's why I really love esports of this. Like that's why I cover almost every event that I can. Um, but I think that yeah, it's gonna be, 
like I said, defense has just never been easier. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting. But, yeah, good luck to you guys that are uh, everyone starting out this Wednesday at midnight. Let us know how you guys do. I I hope that uh, we see some surprises. But good luck in your games. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's it, brother. We good? That is it, man. Uh, We'll we'll recap it next week. We'll see how things go. Good luck in your games, brother. Yeah, I need it, man. I'm going between (laughs) zero confidence and all the confidence in the world. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's every game is different. If you lose one early, oh man, you're gonna be mad. Like Dude, if you, you lose, sh- I know that's what I was like. Whenever I was streaming on Friday, it was like every game. I'm like, man, this game sucks, and I never, I never just say that outright because I try to be an adult. But uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for watching episode 24, and we will see you next week. Have a good one. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Results may vary. See Chime.com for details. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.